communities. I remember when you were lieutenant governor, you used to show up everywhere uh, with, with uh, the anti-crime folks. So, I mean, is this just a distorted way of campaigning? I mean, wh what do you read into this? Reverend Al, these are master manipulators. They have this conspiracy going all across America to try and convince people that in democratic states they're not as safe. Well, guess what? They're also not only election deniers, they're data deniers. The data shows that shootings and murders are down in our state by 15%, even in New York City, down 20% on Long Island, where Lee Zeldin comes from. And it's the, it's the, it's the Republican states where they have almost no restrictions on guns. Because of the abundance of guns, people are killing each other with more frequency. The safer places are the Democratic states. And if you believe that, I honestly have a bridge to sell you. I'll tell you where it's at after you give me all of your money, and then you can own that bridge for, you know, just a, an affordable price. What seems affordable to you? I'll sell you the bridge and everything will be all good. What a lion, in Joe Biden's word, what a lion dog-faced pony soldier. And she's definitely dog-faced. <laughs> Not my cup of tea. Oh, let's see what kind of a liar she really is, huh? Because, you know, one thing these Democrats are good at is, again, they always claim that the Republicans are what they are. Who are the true master manipulators? I mean, <laughs> come on. covid Everything that the Democrats spew at you, climate change, everything. Who is trying to manipulate people versus who is not? But, you know, that's that's their uh, go-to move. Holchel's no different than the rest of them. I'll give her one thing. Year to date, okay, murder is down by 13%. However, rape is up by 11%. Robbery is up by a staggering 32%. Uh, felony assaults are up by 14%. Burglaries are up by 29%. Grand larceny is up by 38%. And uh, GLA is up by 34.5%. Okay. The subway in particular, crime on the subway is up by 15%. Overall, crime is up in New York City. Where do I get this information from? <laughs> yeah, I just pulled it out of a hat. It has Eric Adams' stamp on it. Police Department of New York City. It's a comp stat. It's from her city, the website. She's the uh, governor. She has access to this. If I can pull it, she can definitely pull it, which shows you that either A, she's that incompetent and has no idea what the hell she's talking about, or B, she is willfully lying because an election is right around the corner and she is neck and neck with Lee Zeldin right now. So, do you think she's lying or you think she's incompetent? Or should we give you a, uh, an additional choice and say a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B? She's uh, incompetent and she's lying. Because <laughs> that, that's the one I would go for personally. It's amazing how desperate these Democrats are becoming in the final week here. They know how bad it looks. Believe me, they know. Even with as bad as it looks... You still, no matter what, have to get out and vote. You can't just sit at home and do nothing about it because if you do, they're going to win. I understand that you're hearing from everybody, myself included, that it's going to be a red wave, possibly a red tsunami. Here in the state of Florida, if it's a red wave across the rest of the country, oh, it's definitely a tsunami here in Florida. 
The numbers in Florida look so good that we're probably slated to take 90% of the elections. Uh, and <laughs> that's, how, that's how confident everybody is here. I mean, you got, you got to imagine so many people move from other states to avoid living the way that they were living. You know, they were being controlled, bottled up in their homes, being told what to do, you know, left foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, sit and get in line, do what you're supposed to do, wear your mask, triple mask, quadruple mask, mask plus a face shield, plus some glasses, plus put on gloves. Uh, you can't go out past dark. You're not allowed out of your house. The police are going to put you back in your house. You got to call for groceries. People escape that to come here. So what I'm seeing here is people learn their lesson from where they lived and they are voting on the side of freedom this time. But it is looking good. Or I'm going to go over the numbers. It's an update. We're six days out. Yeah, we're six days out now. As of Tuesday, Colorado Senate, uh, Bennett versus O'Day. O'Day's, uh, or Bennett's a plus eight. So that looks pretty solid this close to the election. Missouri Senate seat, Schmidt versus uh, Valentine. Schmidt's up by 14. I think he gets that comfortably. But, again, you still have to go out and vote. Don't just think you have it in the bag. Get out there and do your part to make sure that these numbers actually come true. Uh, Alabama Senate, Britt versus Boyd. Brits ahead, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brits, Brits ahead, uh, plus 29, uh, Alabama Daily News, plus 29 on that one, so that's, that is a huge margin there, I, I mean, even if you don't get to 29, I find it hard to believe you lose that seat, however, still get out and vote, Walker versus Warnock, you have from the Atlanta Journal, got Walker up plus one. Yeah, I mean, that's a good sign. They're throwing everything that they got at Walker right now. You just got a second lady that came out of the woodwork saying that Walker forced her to have an abortion. Are any of these claims true? Have any been substantiated? None of No, of course not. But they serve a purpose, and their purpose is to discredit his character. So that's what he's under, and even, even with these attacks, and that's why he's under the attacks, and even with them, he's actually handling himself he's right there yeah, more important than ever in Georgia a plus one is nothing good that he has close the race is close enough where you're within the margin of error one way or the other uh, but that means rally the troops everybody's got to get out everybody's got to vote for this guy you got to get him in there I mean if we pick that up that's a big win that that's that's not a seat we already had that we're holding on to. That's a plus one seat. So we definitely need to do that. Uh, Arizona Senate, Masters versus Kelly. You got Kelly at a plus two. Again, within the margin of error. Okay, most recent poll. And that poll is from the Ohio uh, Predictive Insights. She's at a plus two. Plus two is margin of error. To me, plus two means it's winnable. Okay, so get out there and win it. I don't really get too much into the New York Times uh, because what they say, they're so off on what they say is going to happen. Uh, I don't like you. I don't like quoting them. Real Clear Politics has them all. You can look at them all yourself on there if you'd like to. But I just New York Times is one that I'm not a big fan of because I think that they're. I don't know who the hell they poll. I think they poll just strictly Democrats because it always looks positive for the Democrats. All right, uh, Utah Senate race Lee versus uh, McMullen. You got Lee at a plus ten. You know, in a state like 
Utah, Lee at only a plus 10 may sound good. I think I saw an even more updated version than this one because uh, this is back to Sunday. Uh, I didn't. This is what Real Clear has. I think Lee actually is at like a plus six. That's that's concerning. Lee needs to be there. So you guys, Utah, you got to get out and do what you need to do. <clears throat> Ohio State, uh, Vance versus Ryan. Vance is at a plus four. Yes, yeah, plus four is good. Again, you're, you're pretty close there. You know, you margin of error, they usually give or take three, more or less. But, I mean, four, you're teetering. So, Ohio, Ohio get, get busy. <clears throat> um, in uh, Oklahoma, Senate, is it okay? yeah. you got uh, Mullen versus Horn. Mullen right now is plus 23. So, you're looking good. You know, make sure, you know, <laughs> Again, get out and vote. Um, Washington State, Smiley versus Murray, you're pretty much at a flush right there. You know, that would be a good pickup. So, like, let's let's get it together here. We're doing good. Now, as far as governor races go, governors, uh, these races are even tighter. Mission, Michigan's governor, you got, you got Whitmer, the witless wonder, versus Dixon. They're dead even. They're in gridlock territory. So, Michigan – Keep in mind what this lady did to you. School closures. You're not allowed to go outside and garden. She would block off. You couldn't do home projects at your house. Okay? Masks. Every mandate possible. You could at one point weren't even allowed to go outside and cut your grass. Please remember the totalitarian mindset that that lady had and took complete control of you people there. It shouldn't be this close. You should be blowing Whitmer out. But Detroit, just like every other big city, is a very blue city. So get out and vote. Zeldin versus Holchel. Again, that there. I mean, it's amazing that I, amazing that they're in gridlock territory. It's amazing. New, if New York goes red, you know, the, the predicted tsunami, the predicted wave, I mean, you're definitely there. That, that's, it's, it's just like California. Anytime California goes red or a state like New York or New Jersey goes red, you're there. We're, we're at that tsunami point. That's how tired of the policies that these people have. Uh, that's how tired all, the people of those states are. So that's looking good. Kemp. Kemp's at a plus five, so he's looking pretty good. Uh, but plus five again against Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams would be no different than a Holchul. Will she be no different than a uh, Whitmer? Make sure you get out there and defeat her. Okay? Send her packing. She's an election denier, like she likes to say about us. She's an election denier. She's never conceded the governor election from last time. Said it was stolen last time. She's starting all of her nonsense again this time. And I'm sure no matter what, whatever the outcome is of the election, when she loses, she will deny this one as well. Mark my words. Uh, Lombardo versus Solok. You're within the margin of error. Uh, Lake and Hobbs, Arizona. You guys are pretty much gridlock territory again. You got to uh, you got to step up to the plate. Texas Governor Abbott's at a plus 13. He's kind of like a Ron DeSantis. That's from the University of Houston. Um, I'm pretty comfortable with that one, as I am comfortable here in the state of Florida. But you still have to get out and vote. I don't want to read these numbers to you, and that puts you at ease, where you feel like, well, if I get to the polls, I get there. And if I don't get there, I don't get there. No, 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 no. You have to get there. So whatever you got to do, 
Go vote early. Do whatever's necessary. Get there and vote to make sure that, like I said, these numbers come true. Ivy, Alabama, he's a plus 35. He's <laughs> he's big-timing. Uh, at plus 35, you know, I don't think there was much of a challenge there. Um, yeah, that's probably – that's probably it. Uh, as far as Blake Masters goes, the Libertarian that was in a race has now dropped out. So that is going to be very positive for Blake Masters because, you know, the fear is if you have a Libertarian running that they siphon votes away from, say, a Republican like Blake Masters, and then you end up losing an election, not necessarily because Blake Masters wasn't the best choice. It's just that that third party took just enough away where you didn't cross the finish line. So I hope we see a surge, and we all know in a day or two because they're going to keep polling. So I hope we see a little bit of a surge for Masters. Now with all the independents and libertarians, they'll more than likely lean towards Masters, and maybe that'll give him the bump that he needs to get across the finish line there. We got a lot going on. I mean, this is big. If, if you like, you know, if you like in, uh, inflation over 8%, if you like home prices skyrocketing, and not only that, but since the interest, since they keep raising the interest, the Fed keeps raising it, you know, it's almost unaffordable to have a house anymore. If you like five, three and a half to five dollar a gallon gas, uh, you like your groceries being inflated by twenty percent. You, if you like the way your life feels right now, by all means, vote Democrat. If you look around you and be like, this is kind of a disaster, it's dysfunctional, we're getting hammered and hurt every single day, we can't keep up with anything, we're having to adjust our lifestyle, we can't do any pleasure spending, everything is, you got to count your pennies and make sure you're only buying necessities. If you're tired of living that way and you need a little breathing room so you can get back to enjoying your life a little more, then you better vote conservative, you better vote Republican. Because if not, two more years of this... You'd be lucky if you even have a savings. Elderly, you'd be lucky if your retirement is even still intact because the stock market is so volatile right now. Everybody's taking a bath. Uh, you know, I, I dabble in the stock, stock market myself, and I've told you that a lot of times I obviously do, but I'm afraid to even look at the numbers. I'm in it for the long run. You know, I, I don't believe in that, uh, you know, trying to time the market, jump in and jump out because you 99.99% of the time you're going to lose doing that. You got to get in it for the long, for the long ball, for the long game. But even that, you know, you, you look at that and go, wow, if this didn't happen, how much further ahead would I be? Because one day when I'm old and either a, I'm tired of people telling me what to do or B, my body just physically is tired and doesn't want to do it anymore. I want to make sure I got enough money that I can sit on my rocking chair in the backyard and not worry about where my next meal's coming from. So if you, if you like living that way, Vote blue. If you do not like living that way, which I would assume most of you don't, then you need to vote red. All right, on to something that's just this. It just it's it shouldn't be this way. Yeah, you know, what I'm about to talk to you about and tell you about it, it shouldn't be this way, and it's a shame because it doesn't have to be. Uh, diesel shortages raise alarms as fuel logistic firms issues code red in the southeast. A lot of states about to get hammered right now. Diesel fuel, which has been consistently a problem, is going to get a whole lot worse 
uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, fuel supply and logistic company is warning diesel shortages across the, across the southeast United States, issuing an alert about rapidly devolving conditions in North Carolina and six other states. Mansfield moved to alert level four to address the market volatility and a code red in the southeast, which means the company is now requesting 72 hours notice for deliveries when possible to ensure fuel and freight can be secured at economical levels. The code red applies to Maryland, Virginia, North and South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee. Okay, We're at a point right now where we only have 25 days in the reserve as far as fuel goes. Um, it's that's well below what we normally have, which is 35 to 40 days. And I, you know, I, I can understand if you look at that and say to yourself, "Well, I mean, that's not terrible. It could be a lot worse." And I agree with you to, uh, to a point that yes, it could be worse, but it is only this way because it is meant to be this way. It's not necessary for us to have this. Something funny that in this article says that the 25-day supply estimate can be misleading. Dehan said by suggesting that diesel supply is in crisis. He says the number uh, the number will move around. It's been as high as 40. He said. Uh, that's not days of supply. It's circulation based on supply and demand right now. Now, th- that already is a misleading comment because if supply and demand, everybody needs diesel fuel. I don't know a farmer that has an abundance of diesel fuel on their farm. They're trying to get as much as they can. Prices are killing them. Everybody needs it. So when they say 25 days, you may have less than that. I got to be honest with you, they're not going to tell you something that's a red line right before uh, the the elections. They're not going to hit you with the worst of worst of the worst of the worst news right before the November elections. They're going to try to sugarcoat everything and make it as easy as they can because they don't want you to panic and think that they're doing a bad job. Reason that we're having this problem, sorry if you hear my papers, I know I always apologize, but if you could see me, you would see me, I wouldn't say it, but since you can only hear me, you just hear paper shuffling. Since we're purchasing most of our petroleum offshore, and we're not doing it, and we're not producing it here ourselves, we're at the whim of other countries, and when other countries are having issues, that spills over onto us. For example, France was on a, was on a strike, okay, that hurt our supply. Because ExxonMobil and everybody, the refineries over there that are pumping things out and get them over to the United States, they were offline for a couple of weeks as the union over there were trying to solve their problems and work it out with the workers. Those refineries, though, will not be back online for probably another two or three weeks. That's how long it's going to take to get them back rolling to previous production levels. So at least for the next month or six weeks, we're going to feel the pain on diesel until Joe Biden can further enrich other countries and get more oil brought over here to get us back to acceptable levels of storage in the United States. This man has gone out of his way to destroy everything. Our strategic oil reserve, that was a move that he decided to make to play a game and try to sway voters for November. It has backfired in his face. 
Because even though that decrepit old miser wanted to try to lie, again, like Holchel, and tell you that when he was in, when he got into the White House, gas was at $5 a gallon and now it's at $3.30. I don't care how short-term your memory is. When Biden got into the White House, fuel was around $2.30 a gallon. We're still at least a dollar more right now, and that's with him depleting our reserves and getting on his hands and knees and begging other countries to please produce more so that he could look better and they could retain power. And it's, again, a self-inflicted wound because it is all unnecessary. We did it before. We can do it here again. All it requires is them getting on and getting off of this green crap that they're on and getting us back to full production. They're not going to do that, but that's as simple as that. You could flip the switch as quick as he flipped it off. You could flip it back on, but because they are power hungry, they're not going to do that. Now for all my diesel fellow diesel drivers, um, we're going to go through a few states that caught my eye. AAA gas prices as of today. <laughs> Who's got the highest diesel price? Well, if you're in California, you ain't too happy. Because diesel on average in California is $6.34 a gallon. That is painful. You got to think who's affected most by this. Yes, as a somebody who owns a diesel vehicle, yes, these prices hurt me. But I only have a 28-gallon tank, 30-gallon tank in my truck. How about the boys going across the roads in their 18-wheelers that have a couple hundred gallons of diesel that they got to put in there to move the product that's missing off of our shelves to its locations? And the company's not wanting to pay them anymore. They're having to absorb the cost of the diesel fuel. California, you guys are getting, I mean, I mean, it's hammer time. I thought for sure Alaska was going to be higher than California. I was dead wrong. Alaska actually only came in at $5.30 on average per gallon. Uh, next state next state that was highest, kind of anticipated, was uh, Hawaii at $6.08 a gallon for diesel. And I could kind of understand that with the import charges because you got to ship everything in. Vermont's getting hit pretty hard. Vermont's at about $5.95 a gallon for diesel fuel. And some of your lower states, Texas is at $4.73, which I'm sure some people would wish that it could be that low. Uh, North Carolina's at $5.05. Florida, we're about $5. Uh, $4.99 in New Mexico. $4.88 in Louisiana. $4.99 Alabama, $4.95 Arkansas. Those are some of your lower prices. Oh, Georgia, $4.91. When Trump left the White House, diesel fuel, not off-road, which is what most of the farmers use, they get a break on that, but diesel fuel for your common consumer of it was around the man coming in and telling such a blatant lie, saying it was at $5, is because he believes Americans are so stupid and have such short-term memories because of how fast everything moves here that you're not going to remember the good days, which were only less than two years ago. 
I mean, it's just it's not like no gas was gas was three dollars and or two dollars and twenty cents in nineteen ninety seven. Well, yeah, okay, I get it. Then uh, I, I understand if it's been slowly creeping up. We're not we're talking about twenty twenty. That's it. That that's how far back you need to remember. I would hope most of you remember that from just a couple years ago. Our energy crisis is not going to get any better. My concern for the diesel, even more than what we're putting in our vehicles, is the demand that you're going to have in the wintertime for everybody up north. You're going to have people that are going to be depending on these types of fuel to stay warm, to keep themselves alive so they can preserve their life. My fear is that you're going to see people freeze to death this winter because of power outages from all this new green energy bullcrap from Joe Biden not producing. Whatever happens with the fuel, you have to understand the Democrats own this. Everything that you are seeing, they own it. They hold everything. They have the United States in the palm of their sweaty, greasy, nasty hands. So every single thing that you see wrong with this United States, I don't care what they tell you, can only lead to them. They hold the power. It's in their hand. So everything wrong goes back to one party. If you like that party, by all means vote for them. If if this is the lifestyle you want, because it's not going to get any better, it's going to get worse. This is what you want, this is what you get. If you're an average person that doesn't like having their rear end handed to them every single day, then vote red. I can't believe we're this low on the fuel. I mean, it's, it's mind-blowing that we've gotten to this point so quickly. It's only two years. You know, you would think that to, for them to destroy the country to, to this extent, it would have took decades. It didn't take decades. You know, Trump had us running like a well-oiled machine. You know, inflation was at... At one point in his presidency, it was 1.4%. He teetered on the 14 to 2%, which is healthy inflation. Gas prices are low. Stocks are going crazy. Food prices are low. Travel was low. I mean, we were really doing well. And in just two years, man, he is, they have destroyed, destroyed this country. They don't deserve... Not two more days, not two more months, not two more weeks, not two more years. They don't deserve any of it. They need to be out of power, and what they need is two decades of them being out of power so they could learn their lesson. Maybe you get a new group of Democrats that actually do give a crap about this country, and then they just want to argue over normal policy, and then they can come back to the table and try to jump back in the game. Democrats have become evil. They're destructive. They're no good for this this country, and we got to vote them out. All right, and just real quick, an update on uh, Di Peppo, Di Papo, whatever the hell his name is from France, that uh, was going to kneecap Nancy Pelosi because that's the new one. Is that it's amazing how quickly this information all of a sudden comes out. You know, you can't find out anything. 
You can't find out what happened to Benghazi. I mean, we how many how many how many times have we watched them do uh, hearing after hearing about Benghazi? You can't find out that. You can't find out what happened to Hillary's emails with all the technology we have. You can't find out about Hunter and Joe. You can't find out about any of that. You you can't find out about any of it. But within a short period of time, we already know that this this uh, man is mentally unstable. He's at Paul Pelosi's house, got let in by somebody. So again, no security camera. I, I have doubts. I'm sorry. I, I know that some people are saying we shouldn't be doing this and Fox News and, oh, it's irresponsible, Elon, Elon Musk and everything. I don't know. You know, call me. I know crazy people do crazy things. But just it doesn't add up. The whole situation doesn't add up. A man arrives at your house late in the, late, late in the morning or, or late at night, early morning, however you want to look at it. He gains entry. By supposedly being let in. I mean, you're getting so many conflicting stories. The media is a disaster on this report. Once he gets inside, you look at the the police report that's been released. They're saying that now, before the man gets tackled in his underwear, now he's not in his underwear, he's in shorts. Then you have an eyewitness that he was all dressed in black. So is he all in black or is he just in shorts? Or is he just in his underwear? (laughs) Then the injuries, they didn't occur before the police got there. When the police opened the door, Paul Pelosi's standing there holding on to a hammer. The guy's holding on to a hammer. Guy gets hammer away from Pelosi, bashes Pelosi in the head. Cops tackle and arrest guy. Then the guy willfully tells him, my bag is over there, and this is over here. There's zip ties that we found and duct tape. And then he just willfully tells them, you know, uh, yeah, I was coming over to get Nancy, and uh, I was going to tell her she better tell the truth. And if she wasn't, I was going to break her kneecaps with the hammer. And now, after supposedly confessing all of this crap, he goes to court, and he's pleading not guilty. <laughs> Just, no, look, I, look, me and Drew were texting back and forth. Okay, Drew's becoming quite popular on this show. <laughs> me and Drew were texting back and forth a little bit. And I said to him, third most powerful person in the United States. Something happens to the vice president. Something happens to the president. Nancy Pelosi is the next in line. A person worth $180 million. You're worth $180 million in a state like California where crime is rampant. You don't have security at your house? And I'm, I'm talking about security personnel. You don't have any personnel, security personnel running around your house? You don't have any any type of a security system, indoor, outdoor, anything that can be shown to the public to just even show. You don't have to show when the cops are tackling anybody, but you can't even show the moment where possibly this guy broke into the house. The 911 call is confusing. The guy's a friend. His name is David. I, I just, it all doesn't make sense. So quick update because I'm getting it the same way you're getting it. We are at a point now where I guess he's no longer in his underwear. Now he's in shorts. Uh, Cops saw him hit Pelosi in the head. He gets tackled. He confesses he's going to kneecap Nancy Pelosi if she lies. And then after confession, I guess he decided he's not guilty. And he's pleading not guilty. (laughs) Yeah. And we haven't heard seen any footage, nothing. It's amazing how quickly this is all coming together. They really, 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 the left wanted it to be a MAGA person. You see his house. There's BLM stuff. There's Antifa stuff. There's rainbow color flags and all that crap that's there. Uh, uh, American flags. 
I just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know what? You can't trust a damn thing the media says. That, that's what this really comes down to. Uh, any Anybody on the left, any left media, even a lot of right-wing media, uh, you, you got to be careful what you listen to these days. You know, it, disinformation reigns supreme, and, and it's intentional. You know, a lot of these people, it's intentional. You know, they know that they're telling lies. They just do it because they're in a position where they either want to preserve their job and or they want to get likes and clicks and they want to be super popular. But it's it's unfortunate it's that way. Be careful what you read. Be careful what you believe. You know, facts were pouring out about this one. I, I Again, I still have issues with it. Do I still think it was a late-night date gone bad? Yeah, I, I don't care what anybody says. I mean – what other reason is this guy going to be at the house? They, I know crazy people do crazy things, but nothing else is matching up. It seems like Nancy Nancy was out of out of state, and little Polly was trying to have a date. That's what it seems like to me. All right. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me, especially on Apple. It always helps. Uh, if you'd like to check out anything else I do, littlejoecc.com. If you'd like to contact me, go to the contact section. And uh, that's about it. Get out and vote. Get out and vote early. Do what you got to do. Time to save America. You can do it. Simple as voting.